0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. You can uh, follow along the sermon and the scriptures on in Luke 10. It's 1480 in your pew Bible. So if you want to take those out and follow along, that'd be great. Uh, Luke 10, 38 through 42. And we're going to, we just uh, heard the, the scriptures read, but there's a few verses I'm going to read here to start. Uh, verse 38 of Luke 10. It says, as Jesus and his disciples... Were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. And so to start off today, um, just this idea is pretty great that Jesus actually would go and have dinner at someone's house. And so he was walking with his disciples. They're on the way to Jerusalem. And Martha invited them to come over. So my question to you today, what would you do if Jesus was coming to your house? <laughs> if he was coming to your house today, what would you do? Would you prepare an awesome meal, one of your favorites? Would you order some food from one of your favorite restaurants? Would you clean all day? Or would you have your kids clean all day? I don't know what you would do, but you would probably make preparations for Jesus to come And so that's what the Bible says Martha was doing. Martha was busy with preparations. And also we read in this passage about her sister Mary. So you have Mary and Martha. And you know there's also, um, this family is very near and dear to Jesus' heart. Because there's also Lazarus, their brother, as part of this family. And you can read through the Gospels about more stories about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But today we're going to look at this Just four short verses and kind of a tale of two sisters and how they did things differently when Jesus came to their house. So the first we read that Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and she listened to what he had to say. And so the first thing I want to encourage you with this morning is, don't you think it's important for us to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to what he has to say? I don't know about you, but uh, I'm a busy guy. How, how, many, how many are with me? You're busy. You, you got a lot going on. I have a family of six people and, you know, constantly figuring out their schedules and then work and then ministry. You know, sometimes life can get crazy. Anybody with me? You know, we're just so busy. And that's what's happening here in this passage. Martha is busy. But here is Mary, and she's just sitting at Jesus' feet. She's listening To what he has to say. You know, about 25 years ago, I got called into ministry. I'm going to talk about that a little more later. But you know what? All of us get called into a relationship with Jesus, right? I pray that that's why you're here today. Because that's the greatest calling, that we have a relationship with Jesus. And I love it here today that Mary was excited about her relationship with Jesus. She couldn't wait to see Jesus. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't know who your best friend is or who you're most excited to see, but it might not be the people you live with. (laughs) In fact, you might want to see somebody else. But the thing is, uh, this year was kind of funny. I bring this up because my wife and my daughter, they got tickets to their favorite artist, Justin Bieber, okay? And they got so excited to go see Justin Bieber, they bought t-shirts, they had to travel all the way to Indianapolis, they had the best time ever, and I could tell that they were more excited to see Justin than to see me, right? I don't know why, you know, why why, why is that, you know? But here's Jesus, and he's coming to Mary and Martha's house, and what's Martha doing? She's busy doing a bunch of stuff, and Mary's kind of acting like Justin Bieber came to the house, right? You know, she's excited. You know, another thing as I read this passage comes to mind is it's about two women, you know. And I don't know if you guys know, but I grew up with three brothers. I have no idea how to have a relationship with women. In fact, the last three years, the last 20 years, I married my wife 20 years ago. And guess what? God blessed me with three daughters, right? And I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, raising... Three daughters because I I grew up with three brothers, but I love it in this passage that Jesus is really clear that women are so very important to us. Right? In fact, he does that by breaking down these walls because back in the day, women really couldn't have a relationship like this that Jesus had with Mary. Women couldn't talk in public with men. A lot of times they would cover their faces and cover their heads, and and a lot of times in church they didn't have a good seat in the church, so. In order to sit at Jesus' feet, this is just an awesome opportunity for Mary. And Jesus is breaking down the walls and saying, women, there's a new day for you. In fact, there's an important place that I have in not only my kingdom, but in the church. I don't know if you guys know it or not, but Trinity Church wouldn't be here if there wasn't some awesome godly women, right? Isn't that an amen? We should get an amen for that, right? Amen. In fact, this church, you couldn't survive today without some awesome Godly women, right? God uses women in mighty ways. And I love it in this passage that he's, Jesus loves these two women and, and shows them off today. And so here's Mary. She's sitting at Jesus' feet. And I love it that it says that not only is she sitting there humbly in front of her Savior and her Master and her Lord, but she's listening to every word that he has to say. She's sitting on every word that she has to that he has to say. He loves to hear from Jesus. John 10 says this in verse 27: My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. How many of you know that God wants to speak to us, guys? You know, I love coming to church and listening to the word of God because that's how God speaks to us, right? And not only that, but when we come to church, we gather in the fellowship hall and we talk to one another, and God speaks through. Different people, right? That's how God works. He he speaks through his word. He speaks through different people. And he also speaks with a still, small voice. And so here's Mary, and she's listening to Jesus. So I want to encourage you guys. That doesn't stop when we leave here, does it? It doesn't stop. God still speaks, and he still wants to build that relationship with us, with us spending time with him day after day. And he speaks to us day after day. How many of you have ever been frustrated before? You didn't know what to do, and you needed to hear from God. Well, that was me a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated, and I need need to hear from God. You see, this is what was going on. Uh, For two years now, we've been fostering a little baby boy. His name's Chris. All of you guys know him. He runs around here. He's an awesome guy. I, I just love him to death. And we knew, since he was three months old, that one day we would adopt him. We were so encouraged that one day we'd get to adopt him. But guess what? It takes a long time for that to happen. And so we've been praying day after day, Lord, when is this adoption going to happen, you know? And so a few weeks ago, we visited our lawyer, and we thought that this is going to be the day that we get the date for Chris's adoption. And we got there, and the lady said, probably going to be four to six more weeks until you find out when you can adopt Chris. And I was like... What in the world? Why is this taking so long? I have a, as you can see, I have a hard time with being patient, okay? And so I was sitting there and I was frustrated. And then we were getting closer. But all of a sudden we got a letter in the mail that said, there's going to be a little bit of an investigation about Chris. And I was like, what in the world? I just got so mad. Well, there really isn't going to be an investigation. There's just another detail that they have to go through until the adoption happens. But reading that letter, I got so frustrated. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This is my son. I've been praying for him for 20 years. And God blessed me with this little boy. And now why do I have to wait, you know? And so what did I do? I said, I'm going to go to God <laughs> because I don't know what else to do. And while I was praying, I said, God, there's three things I'm praying for today. And the first one was, please let us know soon when we can adopt Chris. And so I went to the scripture, I opened it up, because the Bible says to listen to what he has to say, just like the scripture says, and so I opened it up, and I've been reading every day through the book of Luke, and I got to Luke 18, and it says there, there's a story that Jesus says, the first thing it says is, always pray and never give up. (laughs) That was the scripture, that uh, first scripture I read, always pray and never give up. And then the story goes on to talk about the persistent widow that she came to the judge day after day after day. And after him being bugged day after day, finally he answered her prayer, right? And so guess what? I said, okay, Lord, I'm not gonna give up. This is what you've called me to do, to just keep on praying. A few hours later, I get a phone call from my wife. And actually, I didn't answer it. A lot of times that's what happens. I don't know when it rings, because I don't hear the phone. Does that happen to you? You know, it goes to voicemail but I saw a missed call from my wife. I'm like, ooh, I better make that call back, you know? (laughs) So I called her back, and guess what she said? August 23rd. She didn't even say anything else. She said, (laughs) August 23rd, and I knew right away what she was saying. That's when his adoption day is gonna be. The same day I prayed, God, please let us know when we're gonna adopt Chris. We got the answer. Isn't that awesome? That God not only hears our prayers, But he loves to answer it. And it wasn't a long time for the answer. It came that very day. You know, and I had to say, God is good, right? God is good because he loves me and he hears my cry. So we need to sit at Jesus' feet and do what? Listen to what he has to say. It goes on here. It says in verse 40, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And then it says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. You know, I love this part of the passage because it shows how real this family is, right? Can't you just picture it Here's Martha slaving over cooking chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy and all this stuff. And she keeps looking out of the kitchen. And what is Mary doing? She's just sitting there, you know. And she's getting mad. She's like, why can't you come and help me? She keeps looking out the door. Mary, come on. Get your butt in here, you know. And she's just frustrated, right? Haven't you guys ever been there? You're just serving and serving and serving and you're just like, why isn't anybody else going to help me? I'm doing all this work. No one's going to help me. And she looks out and her little sister is doing what? Just sitting with Jesus. That's all she wants to do. And she's complaining. You know, this is what she's probably doing. She's, she's busy making a meal. She's busy cleaning the house. She's trying to make everything good for Jesus. But my question is, was she really trying to serve Jesus? Or was she really trying to serve herself? Was she more worried about Jesus and what he wanted? Or was she more worried about making a good impression on Jesus? And see, that's what I think we are sometimes. We don't even think about the people, really. We're so busy serving and worrying and all this stuff that we get our focus off people and on ourselves, right? Because we worry about, it. I wonder how they're going to like my food. I wonder how they're going to like my house, you know? But the real question is, is she concerned about Jesus? Is she really concerned about Jesus? You know, the next thing I think the reason why we should sit at Jesus's feet is because he's holy. I love that we just sang the song, About holiness, right? Holy, holy. I can't sing very well. You know, we just sang that song. It was perfect. Jesus is perfect. He's holy. And we have to sit at his feet because we realize how sinful we are, right? We realize how much we need him. And my encouragement to you today, not to leave feeling bad, like, man, I'm just this terrible sinner. You know, I don't know if you guys realize it or not, but Mary, she's sinning right here. She's worrying. She's complaining. She's frustrated. She's probably getting angry. Sin, 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 right? Have you ever thought about those, that those are sins? Just as much as stealing and all those other big sins are. So if she really realized that the God of the universe was sitting in the other room, She probably would change her tone. You know, go back to the scripture. I love what she says here. She says this. She says, my sister has left me. (laughs) She's left me. And then she goes to be like a tattletale. Tell her to help me. He goes, Jesus, get my sister to help me. Wow, that kind of sounds crazy, doesn't it? That Jesus is going to make somebody do something? Go to the kitchen, Mary. It's your time to No. That's not how Jesus deals with us, does he? Does he make us do anything? No, he wants us to have a love relationship with him. He wants us to do things because we love him. You know, and all of us get in that place where we complain. (laughs) I'm sure we have this summer. Oh, it's raining all the time. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, the air conditioning's too cold, right? We've complained, right? Does God want us to complain? I don't think so. Jesus wants us to serve out of a love for him. And that's what Mary was trying to do. And not to say that she was better, because I think Mary, Martha was just trying to do her best. She, she was trying to do what she thought was right. In fact, we can look at this thing where Jesus says, Martha, Martha, and look at it like, man, he said her name twice. Twice. Man, she must be in trouble, right? <laughs> she must be in trouble because he, he said her name twice. I don't know about you, but when I was younger, if my mom ever said Joseph David, I knew I was in trouble, right? <laughs> if she ever said Joseph David, I knew I was in trouble. But I think more like Jesus was saying, Martha, Martha, I love you, but your sister is doing a little better here. I love that you're serving me. But your sister is doing things a little better. And I thank God that we can go to Jesus every day to get better. Amen? We're not going to be perfect. In fact, we probably should put on the sign outside, no perfect people allowed. Amen? (laughs) Amen? Are you guys with me? There's not a perfect person in here. That's why we're here, because we need Jesus. But our goal should be to be more like him, right? Our goal should be to be more like Jesus. And so that's when we say, Jesus, do a work on my character. Do a work on my heart. Show me what you want me to do. Speak to me about ways that I can be more like you. You know, I I got a little test for you. For some reason, I've been reading through Facebook quite a bit recently. How many of you guys go through Facebook? I don't know if you're even on Facebook. But I realize that sometimes I look at Facebook and I read people's quotes and I'm just like, those people, I just get annoyed by them, <laughs> you know. Have you ever been there? In fact, some people just post everything about their life, right? Like everything, you know, and you kind of want to be block, block. I don't want to hear anymore. Well, one person that I know was posting about their recent house sale, you know. And she was so excited because she was like, we had multiple offers and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm trying to sell my house. I have no offers, you know. <laughs> and I'm like kind of frustrated, to be honest, but then I looked out on the comments and some people, one person said, God is good. You got multiple offers, God is good. And isn't that kind of what we do as Christians? When something good happens, like I just talked about Chris, we say what? God is good, right? Well, let me give you this little test. What if things aren't going so good? What if your day is not so good? What if you have a terrible day? In fact, I'm going to tell you about a friend of mine who, Moved to Texas a few years ago. Actually, Dallas, where Jason's from. And just recently, he was involved in a head-on collision. The two people that ran into him died instantly. And he went right away into critical care. Broke so many bones in his body. I mean, it was just a terrible accident. On Facebook, they even showed pictures of his car, and it's a miracle that he's alive today. And so I've been following this guy's updates and his wife's updates about what's going on. And I've been praying for him. And I was amazed one day that here's this guy and he says, God is good. Now that, now that guy really knows <laughs> Jesus, right? In the worst time ever in his life, and he's got a long way to go, he's saying, God is good. Even in my darkest hour, God is good. And so that's what happens. The closer we get to Jesus, we realize that, that God is good no matter what. And to close here in verse 42, it says, But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Again, Jesus is saying, It's great, Martha, that you cooked me this awesome meal. But But today, Martha chose to do the one thing that is needed. Psalm 27.4 says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Philippians 3.13 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do... Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. You see, guys, the one thing God wants for us is, number one, to seek after him and to continue to walk into the future that God has for us because God has an awesome future for us. You know, I to encourage you one last thing. I, I love that Pastor Jason, Father Jason, last week encouraged us to share our faith, right? He encouraged us to do that because I believe your faith can reach somebody that I can't reach. Your story can touch somebody's life that I can't touch. So it's important that not only we learn about God and hear about God and get excited about our relationship with Jesus, but we share about that relationship with Jesus. You know, and it not not only has to be some amazing story, sometimes it can just be a simple story that God kept your life from a lot of evil and bad and kept you close to Jesus. I don't know what your story is today, but I want to encourage you that you share it. And maybe you're like, I'm looking for someone to share my story with. Well, I encourage you to do one thing. Sit at the feet of Jesus and begin to ask him, who do you want me to share my story with? And I'm going to share one story about my faith. It's not when I came to Jesus, but it was when I got close to Jesus. You see, I was about to graduate from Bible college, I felt called to go into youth ministry, I felt called to go into some of the worst cities in America and work with inner city kids, and, and I was so excited. But one summer I had to do an internship before I graduated, and I applied to do two things, and the one that I applied to was to go to a camp and be a director at one of the camps. And I got so excited, I'm like, that has to be where God wants me, you know. And the other was, something was near and dear to my heart was to go to an inner city neighborhood in Michigan and work with an old, older couple to start a brand new ministry. So those are my two choices. And guess where I went? To that inner city neighborhood in Michigan to work with this old, older couple to start a brand new ministry. And it was hard because I lived in this house all by myself all summer in a house all by myself. I was 22 years old. I was so excited about ministry, and I could have been at camp with hundreds of other young people serving the Lord, but I was in an old house all by myself. But in that old house, God began to encourage me to every day sit at His feet and read the Bible and pray. And I'd never really done that before, you know, diligently. But I'm going to tell you, at the beginning it was a little weird because I was like, I'm all by myself, and I'm kind of alone. But God began to meet me in that little house every single day. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason I'm standing here today, because of that relationship, I began to say, God, what do you want me to do? Instead of saying, God, going out and just doing it, right? Because that's what we do. Normally we just do what we want to do. But in that summer, I learned to put Jesus first. To seek first the kingdom of God, the Bible says, and all these things will be added unto you. So I want to encourage you to do that. To every day, sit at the feet of Jesus and get your marching orders. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word today. Thank you for Mary and Martha, Lord. Lord, for some of us today, we, we've probably been serving for many, many years. And some of us might be tired. We might be worn out. And God, I just want to encourage those today to not give up, God, because it's in the serving that we see others blessed. And not only that, God, some of us might be so busy serving, God, that we have had little time to sit with you. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, this week, God, that we will carve out time to sit with you, Lord. And Lord, I just pray That in a special way this week that you'll speak to us through your Holy Spirit. And that you'll encourage us, God. And you'll begin to show us new dreams, new visions, new ways that we can bless people and reach people for you. Jesus, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.